worse. I feel like I'm always exhausted after having sex because I come so many times. Welcome to Sweet Release. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Today, I am doing an Ask Me Anything episode. I'm trying to keep up with all your questions. You have so many good ones. Thank you so much for always asking me so many. (laughs) So let's get started. First one, do you sell dirty footwear? I don't. (laughs) I've never done that. I've sold my dirty underwear in the past, but footwear I've never done. You know, please reach out to me directly. I do have some shoes I was going to send to Goodwill. So who knows? Maybe I'll ask for a little buck or something here and there. Do you think you'd let someone lick the bottom of your high heels slash boots clean? What are your thoughts on guys that enjoy doing it for hot women? I think that's great. You know, everyone has their kinks and everyone has, there's a lot of people that have a foot fetish. And so to want to lick the bottom of heels or boots clean, like I think that's pretty sexy. That's a very submissive thing to do. I've seen some really dope photography of, of, um, people like licking the bottom of heels or feet of dominatrixes or mistresses online and on Instagram. So that's really sexy. Um, please message me directly. I can send you some of those photos and some of those accounts. Uh, yeah, I would, I would really encourage you to ask lovers and people that you're getting intimate with. That's a really easy thing to act out a sexy night out, go on a date night, um, have your woman in heels and come home together and start from her feet and work your way up. That could be really fun. Next. Why is it so hard to find women like y'all? Damn it, man. (laughs) You know, I just think there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of people that are open, especially in my generation and the younger generations that are comfortable with sex and their sexuality and with their erotic authenticity. And so it's, it's, you know, maybe you're just not communicating and opening up to potential lovers. And I really do think that there's a lot of people like me in the world. So I just encourage you to be more open and vulnerable. Next, do you think AI will ever replace actual sex? And when I say AI, I don't mean the fembots from Austin Powers. So AI, you know, I don't think it'll ever replace actual sex. I think that's this connection that would be really tough to replace. But you know, I do think it could easily replace porn. I think, you know, the more real AI gets, like obviously you'd much rather be the one fucking or getting fucked than like just watching it. And I think we're moving more and more towards AI that, you know, makes you feel as well. And so that's really difficult for me to comprehend (laughs) seeing as I've never experienced it, but I know that AI is just fucking blossoming and growing so fast. And so I can imagine there being a time where you can put on a headset or input something into your brain or connect to some sort of thing where it will fire off the, the same sensations and feelings and, um, chemical releases that we feel when we do have sex in our brain. So I can imagine it, it being comparable at, to, to an extent, um, in the future, but I think there's a, something really special about connecting skin to skin contact. And so I think that would be really hard to actually replace fully. Next, would you have sex with a guy that's seven feet tall? Yeah. I've had sex with men that are very tall. So yeah, I have already. <laughs> Were you ever bullied as a kid? And if so, what for? There was one time that I was bullied 
And really, it was just this one time that I remember specifically when my sister and I took the bus home from school. You know, our mom always dropped us off. And I think this was just like one day where we took the bus home and we were freshmen. So it was like the first, um, it was the first grade of high school. And we sat in the back of the bus together. And that was not cool because the seniors were the ones that sat in the back of the bus or the juniors and seniors and the freshmen and sophomore had to sit at the front of the bus. And so we just wanted to sit next to each other. And that was the only open seat that was available. And we went back there and sat down and the whole, the whole bus ride home was just us being severely just like accosted and yeah, like bullied the word I was thinking. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Extremely bullied. And it sucked. You know, I remember crying on the, on the walk home from the bus stop to home. And, and my sister and I were so distraught and uncomfortable that this neighbor boy, specifically the one that lived on our block was involved in the bullying. And it just, it wasn't a good experience altogether. So I I definitely think that some of those experiences as young kids are good to welcome as adults and really talk about openly because sometimes we really shut those down. And I know I talk a lot about shame and shame and um, healing. And so, you know, a lot of childhood experience can really shape us and, and make us feel triggered in some instances. And so it's just really important to, to really analyze some of those experiences and welcome them and, and hug your younger self. I think that's really important to move through some of those experiences and and move on with more, you know, growth and, and conscious consciousness, truly mindfulness. Next. Do you like when guys pull out? No, I don't. I mean, there's times when I forget to take my birth control. I know I'm ovulating. And so I'm like, yeah, pull out. <laughs> but the majority of the time, no, I much prefer you to continue going and let it kind of stop naturally. The abrupt pull out method or just the abrupt halt is not my favorite. <laughs> okay, next. Have you has a guy ever accidentally come in you? So, accidentally, I think that's not accidental. I think men have a decision to make and sometimes yeah, they get caught up in the moment or maybe it's coming on so quickly. Like I remember a specific instance where you know, I really did feel assaulted because he came inside me and I and I wasn't expecting that. I didn't want that to happen. Um, and it, it sucked. And so I do think, but it was also like, I wasn't expecting it. He came in like less than five minutes and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't you ask to do that? You know, it was partially my fault for not communicating that ahead of time, but it's one of those things that I think men really need to own and be aware of. Like you have to ask permission to do certain things, to do all things truly sexually. So ask before you slap, ask before you choke, ask before you come inside a woman, even if you've come in her before, you don't know if she forgot to take her birth control. You don't know like uh, what time of the month it is. Like you have no idea. And it really sucks being forced to take the day after pill because the day after pill is full with all these fucking shit. That's not good for you. I hate putting that sort of like medicine and weird shit in my body. That's not necessary. And it also just makes you have diarrhea all day. And it's just not an, a pleasurable experience whatsoever. And so I don't think that's ever an accidental experience. I think men decide to do it and, and they don't think about what they're doing. And so that does really suck. 
And it, and it has happened to me a lot. I think it's happened to all women. So to the person that's asking me this question, uh, you know, I just encourage all of you men. I don't know if this was a men that asked this, but I, I just encourage you to please ask permission, get that consent before doing anything. It's not an accidental experience. Like you have to own that shit. Like you are in the moment and you are making that decision to do it. It's not accidental. Next, have you ever woken a guy up with a blowjob? Yeah, of course. Happy birthday. <laughs> have you seen a circumcised baby boy before in real life? Yeah. I mean, I used to nanny and babysit. That was like my first job for so many years. So yeah, I've seen plenty, plenty of naked babies. <laughs> my last partners have had foreskin. I just started dating a new guy and he is circumcised. Any advice for making sure I can give him the most pleasure possible? So yeah, these questions, you know, foreskin, circumcision, I get these questions a lot. You know, I really encourage you to do the same shit. I think the more that we separate these two different styles of penises, I just think that penises are all different. Vulvas are all different too, but they're all kind of the same in and of themselves. So just figuring out, you know, what your partner likes. Of course, our preferences are different. Some people like sloppy blowjobs. Some people like using your hands as well. You know, a lot of us have, you know, different, some people like you getting the balls involved. Like I'm a firm believer of doing all of that, <laughs> but some people just prefer head, like head stimulation than shaft stimulation. And so I really think that just because someone is circumcised or not, doesn't mean you treat it any differently. It's still a penis. It's still an erogenous zone. It's still the same thing. <laughs> One just has more skin than the other. So I would just please just treat it the same. You will do great. Don't, don't be fearful that it's different than what you've had in the past. Like it truly is. It's, it's the same shit. <laughs> okay. Next. Do you think it's true that men who can only come when they're having doggy style sex are secretly gay? No, I don't think that's true. I think that's silly, <laughs> a silly assumption. I think, you know, we, we sometimes get caught in our, just kind of what I don't know, like the consistency and, and the routine, we get stuck in routine. And I remember having sex with a woman once and she could only orgasm standing up. And I thought that was so crazy. And I was like, holy shit, like how annoying that you can only stand when you're standing up. And it was so funny because I was like, wow, you know what? That's so true among so many people. You get stuck in this routine and this easy way to come, or it's just the most pleasurable for you. So that's the way that you always get off. And I think that's really, really common. And doggy style is very deep and it feels really good. And so I think that it, it's totally natural for you to want to do certain positions that make you feel the best. And doggy style feels great. So if, if you're a guy and you can only come from doggy style, I don't think that has anything to do with your sexuality. I would definitely encourage you if you feel like you can only come in one way to really try exploring by yourself to get you to orgasm in other ways. Try edging. Try other forms of stimulation, other erogenous zones, and really incorporate all the senses and get to that sensuality and that like full open body and vulnerable space. Because then the other thing is, you know, sometimes we have blockages and we have walls up and that's why we can't fully get there in other ways. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you to try different methods and, and I really explore your body to try to, you know, be able to have that full range of pleasure. Next. Um, hey Barbie, I just watched your interview on soft white underbelly and was wondering how did you even end up on that channel? Good question. I was found, um, through one of his like assistants or people that 
help him find guests. And she found me on FetLife. So they were searching for like fetish, um, fetishist, I think is what he called me on there, which yeah, I'm into fetish stuff. I, I do have a fet life. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call myself a fetishist. I definitely do help people connect with themselves and connect with other other beings. And I and I normalize kink and pleasure. So I definitely am one of the kink community. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool to have that message. You know, I'm not very active on fet life. Most of my erotic or all of my erotic content now and my just expressions of my sexual energy and all of that is on my Patreon. Um, but that was really cool. You know, I go in there every few months just to see what's going on and, and someone, she had reached out to me there. And so that's how I was on that channel. I was like, hell yeah, I would love to talk about this. This is amazing. <laughs> and so yeah, thank you for asking. Okay. Next question. Why do white girls prefer black cocks than white cocks? <laughs> Again, that is just so not true. That is an assumption that is not true. I think we all prefer unique <laughs> things that we're all very unique and different. And so to make that assumption, I just, I just disagree with it entirely. Are you a porn star? If yes, how do I watch your videos? Then I have another one. You have a sneaky link. <laughs> so no, you know, I, I make my own porn with my partner that <laughs> we watch in the comfort of our own home together. But no, I've never made videos and content for the world to see. That is not something that I've, I've never like, it's never resonated with me. And, um, that doesn't mean I don't have kinky content out in the world. I, I love photography. I love, you know, opening up about my personal stories and sharing my, my experiences. But as far as creating videos and content in like the adult film industry, I've, I've never done that. Next, what's your ideal dick size? <laughs> so probably my partner's cock, just because I'm so obsessed with it. And honestly, I don't even know what size he is. So I'm just going to say hunt daddy. <laughs> Love you, baby. Okay, next. Have you ever been exhausted from having sex? Yeah, of course. I feel like I'm always exhausted after having sex because I come so many times. So yeah, I think it's natural to feel exhausted after sex. I think it's like a workout. It's one of my favorite workouts. That and masturbating. I'm like, that's why my arms are so strong. <laughs> I'm always rubbing them out. And so yeah, I definitely think it's good to feel exhausted after sex. Next, do you have any experience with edging? I love teasing and I'm really turned on by the fantasy of tying a boy down to a chair, stripping him naked and jacking him off only to stop right before he comes while I continue teasing him. That is so sexy. I love that image in my head. I would encourage it, please. <laughs> I think edging is so great. I think the more you can build, the more you can tease. That's just so much fun. So I definitely encourage that. And I, and I love that visual. Thank you so much for sharing. Next. Hello, huge fan. Love your show. How do you stop yourself from falling in love with a partnered lover? For example, if my sub was married, I would never want to hurt another's relationship, but I want to show her that I love her. So boundaries, that's so important. You know, thinking about being in polyamorous relationships or being in a relationship with, you know, you say you have this submissive and she's married, or this is, you know, hypothetical. I, I really think that just owning those boundaries, knowing that you never want to overstep, knowing that you don't want to ruin that partnership and, and get in the middle of it, just respecting her boundaries, understanding, asking questions, having those conversations ahead of time so that you never overstep. And I think mentally just making that boundary in your mind too. Like I've dated a lot of couples in the past and I've dated a lot of people 
that were in relationships. And I always tried to also just really respect that other person involved or, you know, just respect their relationship, like really put their relationship on a pedestal. You know, the moment I felt that there was a weird energy in the relationship or, or that maybe a a person was coming onto me too hard and not respecting their relationship on the side, then, then I just think that that's not healthy and to get the fuck out. Um, but in, in response to your hypothetical, I think it's just really talking to her, seeing what her boundaries are, you know, talking to the partner, the husband or whoever it is, like understanding, like talking to them too, I think is really important. Like letting them know, like, Hey, I never want to overstep. Like, what can I do to, that would make you feel most comfortable about the situation? And what makes you the most comfortable? You know, if, if that's like creating boundaries where you only see each other, you know, certain days of the week or, or, you know, you don't do long weekends or overnights, or I, I don't know. I think we're all different with what our boundaries are, but to not like fall in love with her, I think you really just have to make that boundary and that have that awareness yourself and respect it and own it. And maybe the moment that you start having these feelings, if, if they are coming on, you know, just, just remind yourself, like sometimes we fall for people and that's just our brains doing this crazy bonding hormone and releasing all these chemicals and, and making us feel like we're falling in love when, when really in hindsight, we're not. And if, if you really respect that relationship, then you won't let yourself get there. And so I think that's the key is just having that respect and having those boundaries for yourself and communicating that to the, your submissive and, and their partner, and just making sure that everyone is feeling comfortable the whole experience and the whole time that that will keep you from falling in love with her and crossing your boundaries, their boundaries and, and hurting their relationship. Thank you for asking. Next. One time you mentioned in one of your videos was the rape, rape role play. When you said that I was like, yes, <laughs> as it's one of mine, by the way, I'm male X. Thank you for sharing. Um, the rape fantasy or consensual non-consent is so popular. <laughs> I definitely think it's a great, it's a great fantasy to, to role play and to have fun with and to be creative. And for people that are really turned on by it, fuck yeah, do it. <laughs> I definitely encourage it. I think it's important again, to talk about boundaries, um, find a creative way to explore it. Like it's fun to write scripts <laughs> and figure out like exactly the direction you want to go. Um, and then it's just, yeah, thank you so much for sharing because it is a really common fetish consensual non-consent. And I think it's, again, it's having those conversations ahead of time, understanding what would feel the super good for you and leaning into that next and last. Hey Barbie, I have what's called the sweaty armpits fetish. Whenever I see female armpits sweaty, I fall prey for it. I often tell my girlfriend not to have a bath after a kitchen job and end up having sex. Is that normal? Also, I tend to watch other female armpits as well in public and movies. Is this normal? Well, normal, you know, we're all not normal. We're all weird and we're all kinky and we're all unique. So defining something as normal, I think is just a bad question. It's not a good question you should be asking yourself because you are who you are and you should love yourself. Sweaty armpit fetish is, is 
that's amazing. I sweat so much. <laughs> so that's really cool to hear that people are into that sort of thing. Um, I think, you know, again, we like what we like. We are who we are. Embrace it. Like if and that's really cool that you tell your wife, you know, after she's done doing dishes or doing a kitchen job <laughs> to not shower and, and get freaky with it. I think that's really great that you've incorporated this into your sex routine and that she encourages that and that she encourages it and, and lets you enjoy it. Um, I, I think that's really amazing. And I think we should just continue doing that. I think having a sweaty armpit fetish is is fun and it's wet and it's it's wild. And um I think there are a lot of crevices on the body that people find attractive, like armpits and belly buttons and feet and, and random parts of random crevices and parts of us. And so to to think that armpits turn you on, specifically sweaty, dripping armpits, like I fully embrace it. And I think it's really great that you continue to express that to your wife or to your girlfriend. Um, and maybe, you know, you just say to not have a bath after a kitchen job. So maybe you're not fully expressing this to her. Let her know, like, let her know that's what turns you on. Have fun with it. Then when you're out and about with her, you can be like, oh my God, sweaty armpits. I'm getting turned on if you see someone nearby. So I think that's really just important to be vulnerable, be open and continue expressing your erotic desires to lovers and people that support you and, and love you. And so thank you so much for sharing. That's the other thing is you're being so vulnerable and opening up. And I really am grateful for that. And yeah, just keep exploring it in a safe and consensual way and you will arrive. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming back week after week. I really appreciate you guys. And I'll be back next week with a guest. Much love. Talk soon. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.